0: Hey there and welcome to The Pump Spot. I'm Amy Van Heren, the founder of Pump Spotting, and we are here bringing you nourishing conversations about the journey to feed both family and career. For this special episode, Lisa and I sat down with Susan Chu, Rachel Copeland, and Aaron Scholl from NASA. We explored how companies and employees can come together to improve support in the workplace for new and breastfeeding parents. They each have unique roles at NASA and are all fierce advocates for working parents. Susan and Erin are working mothers themselves and former breastfeeders, and Rachel helps make sure that parent voices are heard as an important part of the NASA workforce. We got to know all three of these phenomenal women when we pulled our Breast Express RV up to the NASA Johnson Space Center in Houston last September. It was an extraordinary visit. We had the great honor to meet with NASA mothers and working parents, with key leaders in HR and beyond, with flight directors who pumped while also managing international space station operations, and even a few working parent astronauts. Our time together really highlighted how much the need for workplace support and community is universal. We came away incredibly inspired. And since our time together, the NASA team has been blazing a new path for working parents, let's jump in. Okay, Susan, Aaron, Rachel, welcome to the Pump Spot Podcast. Thanks for having us, Lisa, and I are so excited to have you here. It's been such an honor to meet you, and our, our the journey for all of us coming together, getting to know you, started back in July when we came to Houston and we pulled up at the Johnson Space Center, where you all work and gathered mothers there and had some amazing events. And we can talk about the onus for that and how we got there, but it would be amazing to start with just an introduction. Can you tell us a bit about who you are and what your role is at NASA and how you've come to be involved in championing support for other parents
1: at NASA? So I'm Susan Shu. I'm a human factors and habitability engineer at NASA Johnson Space Center. The fun part of it is we debrief crew members when they return to the space station, take all the lessons learned, and try to improve things for the future. I am a mom of three, um, eight, five, and two on Sunday. (laughs) We're here today because you guys posted about uh, your second tour, right, second tour with Barb. Um, You were looking for locations. You said you wanted some spots. I emailed you, um, and you responded and said you'd be interested in coming to NASA, and it all kind of... Developed
2: from there. I'm Erin Scholl. I'm a supervisor at NASA now, and my branch does safety for all the different visiting vehicles that bring people and supplies to the space station. So even though I have a aerospace engineering degree, I'm more on the people side of things now as a supervisor, which I really love, too. So. I got involved with the pump spotting event because I'm besties with Susie. She's my best friend. I think we came up with that term when y'all were visiting <laughs> us. Um, I have an eight-year-old son and a six-year-old daughter. So I was past my breastfeeding journey at the time, but just remembering my own struggles through all of that and trying to pump at work, it, you know, it, it was important to me to help support that too.
3: My name is Rachel Copeland, and I work in the Office of Diversity and Equal Opportunity. So in my role, I am the Federal Women's Program Manager for NASA Johnson Space Center. And that means I try and find any way I can to make sure that women's voices are lifted up to senior management so that they feel represented and that their experiences and any barriers that exist are known and can be removed if it's a barrier if it's a if it's a win we want to celebrate it as a center and so I actually had never met Susan or Aaron before this and so I was really excited when Susan said hey like there's this company called pump spotting what do you think about them coming and I'm so glad I just said yes you know I had never even met her before so it's turned into an incredible journey from there
0: it's really fun to hear the way you all came together through this experience and through the connecting with us, because really the crux of what we're trying to do with pump spotting is bring women together to support one another and to really highlight the conversations and the journey that we're all going through. And so I love that sort of organically, you all came together because we're gonna talk about all the amazing things you've been doing. So uh, Susan, you saw the call out for pump spotting. You sent a message to us, you know, what initially drove you to feel as though a visit to NASA was in order?
1: Yeah, I was um, kind of in the throes of breastfeeding Franny, our our third baby. The space that I pump in at work is awful. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's not really much there, um, but it is a space and I have a, a great accommodating, flexible schedule, but it still wasn't enough looking at your app, following what you guys were doing. It just seemed like an interesting opportunity. And and we have an on-site daycare with lots of nursing moms, but there wasn't really a conversation happening about what do we need? What's there? Some of the resources might not be as readily available as we wanted. so. It just seemed like a great way to kind of highlight, and what better than have <laughs> Barb roll up in front of the main building at NASA and show everyone, you know, here's here's a way to help. And and from there, it's just just grown, yeah. But we definitely fit, figured out that people needed a resource like what you guys
4: provide. And Susan, we loved hearing your story when you reached out to us, and we're so interested in learning deeper about your role and how big the nasa parent community actually is you know when we thought about barb rolling up we were starry-eyed <laughs> because there's so much possibility when we get connected with a group of advocates like yourselves and You know, we want to talk so much about the journey beyond our stop, but we also want to reminisce about what it was like to pull up a 40 foot bus (laughs) on your grounds, the logistics that it took, the women who showed up, the parents who showed up, and the conversations that we had. And so, If anyone has any standout moments that they want to share from our visit, we would just love to hear that and call those out to our community so they can
1: understand how incredible this visit was. I was going to say, none of it would be possible without Rachel. She's been an amazing (laughs) advocate and support. And you didn't go, what? (laughs) When we sent the request, because I had tried several different offices within our organization at Johnson Space Center to get there, assuming I knew how and really wasn't even familiar with the, the women's ERG or, or Rachel's support and role. But um, I don't know, Rachel, you're so eloquent. Do you have a good, <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot.
3: <laughs> One of the the moments that really stuck out to me, so I'll paint the scene. We yes. were in an executive conference room on the top floor of the top building at NASA Johnson Space Center. And it was almost all women around this executive conference table and pump spotting was able to start this dialogue around the table about experiences that women were having pumping at work and pump spotting and every member of your team was so good at, you know, asking the right questions and really drawing stories out of people and without any attributable information, there was one mom who talked about how lonely she was feeling and how she not only was so upset when she had to drop her baby off at daycare, but just being at work and being one of the only women and being one of the only breastfeeding women um, really just made her feel so alone. And that to me was the whole purpose of this, was to bring these people together And now these people are connected and they do know each other's faces. And that's just been such a, that was such a big moment for me realizing how important this conversation is as a whole.
0: I felt as though when we were in that room, Rachel, people were so honest and so forthcoming about what their journeys had looked like. And, you know, everything from the one, mom who said in her department, she was the only one who had had a baby. So really, you know, trying to get people to understand her needs and what this experience was like and, and those feelings to, you know, the stories of, of how much they hadn't been able to have these conversations yet or where to have those conversations or, or, um, to talk about this. And it just really struck me how open everyone was and really wanting to show up and have these conversations and not necessarily just for the place that they were in, but to really bring the the needs to light so that as a company things were changing and in, in motion. And I, you know, there's lots of stories that stick with me, that conference room conversation being one of them. And then the next one we had where, you know, there were 25 employees and women and so many people in the room from Mary who was a flight director to Wernicke from, you know, the legal side of things, just all different roles and places and just this commonality in terms of how important it is to connect with one another. And how do you make that happen in the workplace? And so, you know, Aaron and Susan, you were there. Are there things from those, com- from that conversation or there's mo- those moments that either resonated with you or really stood out?
2: Yeah. I was going to actually share the same memory because what I remember is how emotional it was and even for me being so many years past my breastfeeding journey like I was still tearing up just feeling like re- remembering how I felt during those times and just feeling that connection with everyone like happy and sad you know that remembering how hard it was and my struggles but also happy that we are making those connections and forming that community for everyone
1: I think here, here I with Natsa we're so um mission-oriented and focused, and everyone obviously has their own families, and that's a, a huge priority, but um, having some of our panelists talk about, you know, whether having children, the choice to have children was was on the table, whether or not, you know, how it would impact their role or whether they would take a certain position and things like that. I think it's one thing to consider it for yourself personally, but to hear people that are already in those um, senior roles and, and know that they're managing it or that they've had the same struggles. You see them as this you know, these strong women that maybe you assume they don't have the same <laughs> concerns or, or troubles like you might as a worker bee or whatever the case might be. And to hear them kind of, it's its universal, it's its organic, it all just kind of, and that's it. It, it. it was wonderful to, you know, to get you guys there, but then to see that we could get a response like that. And then afterwards having people go, oh my gosh, I missed it, but I, I want to be a part of this and I want to do more. And how do I get back to pump spotting? And then it's all just grown from there. So it's just its a huge opportunity in a space that we didn't have, but now it's just all coming together pretty naturally, really.
4: I love what you said, Susan. It's universal. Everyone Mm -hmm. has these thoughts and challenges and considerations to make as a breastfeeding parent. And as part of the pump spotting team coming in, I can say that we continue to be in awe of what these mothers and parents can do and not only do for themselves and for, you know, the current babies that they're breastfeeding, but in terms of pushing the needle forward to make it more possible and more supported for parents who are going to continue to go ahead of them. And so I think we can talk a little bit about this journey too, about conversations that have come beyond the visit, and things that you're doing at NASA now in the workplace. You know, kind of a tenfold question: What did it look like before we came, and what's transpired since?
1: Well, we—I mean, we did have resources available. There's a website with lactation rooms, and maybe things weren't updated, uh, but just from this event um, we started talking more became a, a regular discussion almost immediately after your visit we were contacted by other organizations like minder that provide the global parenting support too so if, with that it just kind of it really <laughs> every time i well not every time but regularly when i check my instagram account there's a new person or a face or we've got eve the author of fair play coming later this year so it's just nice that um, it started and it's rooted right in in pump spotting and lactation and we got to get the babies here and fed and, <laughs> and grown, but then we also have to work and support them. Um, but yeah, from that, from your visit, we spent a good bit of the winter kind of figuring out what we, we had. Um, in the meantime, NASA moved us to Microsoft Teams, so we had more of a collaborative application that was required to be used on site so we could leverage off of that. And then um, in February, or at the beginning of the year, as we approached it, the women's ERG that that were technically our group is under said, "Hey, we're going to establish this JSC parenting subcommittee." Which I think in our mind, we're we're it's becoming even larger than that. But and it's it's just showing naturally uh, that they said, "Hey, do you want to be uh, responsible for that? Be the chair for the committee?" And it's just allowed us to really work and grow and thanks to Rachel she she helps us with the ins and outs and and everything and we're able to figure out you know do we can we do this are we encroaching on you know we, we've talked with HR to be sure that we're not kind of doing more than we should or or you know are we into um, private or personal discussions that we shouldn't be but they've allowed us to just really let this grow naturally so I keep using natural and organic but that's really how it, it feels. And then now, uh, of course, with with COVID, soon as we we had already planned to do meetups for the the group. But the idea was that, you know, it'd be, hey, in May, let's talk about what summer camps might be available, because where's the lady that has the monster list of all the camps that are there. But now we're real, you know, we had to realize very quickly, uh, we could assemble our first monthly meetup was scheduled at the end of March. So it was perfect timing to just start surveying, collecting data, understanding what everybody was experiencing and then trying to feed that information all the way up to senior leadership so we could really, really help and support everyone. Um, so it's just, it's been timed perfectly without really a whole lot of plan or, or expo. Obviously we didn't expect any of this, but it's it's just fit right in.
0: And Rachel, I think it's really impressive that leadership at NASA is really listening to their employees and to the mothers and parents about what it is that they need. You know, the head of HR or came to our meeting when we were there on site, just to listen and, and be part of that. And you have been a real champion. What do you see as the value of having support from the organization in terms of exploring these things and what have you found most helpful in terms of the steps you've made towards supporting working parents that others might take away from that from what you all are doing as they think about how to make inroads in their own
3: companies so i'm really glad you asked this nasa being a very math and science focused organization the best thing to bring to them to convince them that it's important is to bring them data. Um, And I don't want to make it sound like this is a topic that should be thought of as a number or a statistic, but it really does help when you explain to them that this is just a good business decision. So because of pump spotting coming to visit us, we've started to talk about developing products to give to supervisors because If you're a male supervisor and your female employee comes to talk to you about nursing, it might make you really uncomfortable. So having a guide that's tailored to NASA supervisors about, hey, it's not uncomfortable. It's natural and you need to be supportive. So it's really important for supervisors to be supportive in that time so that mothers can actually reach their nursing goals. Um, In Texas, only 42% of mothers reach their nursing goals. And a lot of the research that I found was showing that when supervisors support their employees, working moms are more likely to achieve those nursing goals. And so they have a direct impact on what's going to mean success for their employee and for their child. So when we're talking about supporting their employees, they can actually retain those mothers who might otherwise leave the workforce we're going to lower any recruitment or training costs of backfilling for that employee. And then you ultimately are going to reduce sick time by the parents taking off time for their child's illnesses because they were able to breastfeed during that time. So, I mean, there's just an immense amount of data supporting this and getting that in front of NASA leadership um, and helping them understand the impact that they can have just by being supportive and listening is is really critical.
0: And Erin, it's so amazing that you and Susan are such good friends. I think having someone in the workplace who you can really talk to on a deep level beyond just work, but sort of about when we were there, actually, I remember the conversation being about work-life harmony and all the shades of it and how we do it together. And, uh, you know, we spoke a lot about that as parents and gosh, in this time of COVID, how true is that even more as we're all trying to navigate it? But what has it been like for you, Erin, to have such a good friend in the workplace as you're navigating both work and motherhood and all the shades of life?
2: Amazing in a word. (laughs) I don't know that Susie and I would have met each other if it weren't for the daycare either. So it really was our kids that brought us together because I mean, we might've seen each other at a couple of meetings, but our work doesn't overlap directly. You know, there's a ton of people that work at NASA. So it was our oldest kids that brought us together at the daycare. And yeah, I mean, that's part of why I think we're so passionate about this too, because we were lucky we had each other and we had good friends that work there and have the experiences before us, but not everybody has that. And so that's why, partly why we wanna make this community for people so that they can, meet others and learn from their experiences and maybe find a best friend through it too.
1: It's been wonderful. I think too, something you said in there, Erin, it just keeps growing. We've become great friends with Rachel. She knows all of our kids now. I mean, it's just the community aspect of it is huge. What we see even just virtually right now, which is all we're limited to, of course, but even though we can't do these intended coffee talk meetups, the way that people are joining in on the, the channels within Teams, the chat forums, and then for our monthly events, it's just huge. We just had our um, employee assistance program, our, our site group on site reach out. They were developing a work from home uh, parenting support article to publish out within the JSC community, but she saw what we were doing. She knew Rachel, the the POC we have. She's amazing. So that was great. So we've had a couple of required and even maybe not required meetings because she's just awesome to talk to, you know, to get through the details. They've published the article. That's bringing more visibility in because I think still people are, you know, trying to understand where we're coming from, what it's about. But, and then you, as I watch the list of people voluntarily join the the Teams community and the parenting community, it's great to see all the different organizations. We're seeing people from other centers want to join and get involved with meetings. So it's just showing that maybe even if there are established parenting ERGs with another NASA centers, it's still not a, again, not a universal thing that's been established, it's, but we're helping to kind of build that model or template and encourage other centers to do it. You know,
0: what are you hearing from the community about what parents need right now what, what are your, what is everyone needing? What is, how is, you know, Rachel, how is NASA hearing that and, and adapting moment to moment and day to day with this time period? What does, what does this remote landscape look like?
3: Fortunately, this group has been in, just an incredible coincidence at the timing. So y'all came back in September, which seems like a lifetime ago, but we, like formally started this community in February of 2020. And then on March 16th, we went into telework status. And since then, this group, the JSU Parenting Community, has conducted two surveys of the parenting community. And let me tell you, if you ask NASA employees what their opinion is, they will give it to you. So we have gotten some incredible feedback about, I'm really, really exhausted. There aren't enough hours in the day. How can I do this for the long term? I'm so anxious about summer because my child care center is not reopening. I wish my manager knew what I was going through. And so we were able to package that together and get it in front of leadership and mid-level management to make sure that people were understanding what it is that parents are experiencing, because unless you're a parent, and so I'm not personally a parent, but unless you're a parent, I don't think you can truly understand what this is. Pandemic means for a working parent. If you're a single parent, if you have a partner that you're parenting with, it doesn't matter. It's a huge struggle, and so we wanted to get those voices and lift them up to management.
1: Even just having that data on hand to review during the the monthly meetings we've had, it's encouraged more people to chime in. I think having that backing, that community, and knowing that if you speak up and say you're burnt out or you're not working an eight to five schedule. When you read it in the charts just kind of the way we all think to know that and then we get people that add on or add different circumstances Um, one of the conversations that's going on right now on our team's channel is we're about to discuss summer and planning for camps and how that works with work from home but people are throwing out you know hey i'm gonna pay 23 dollars an hour for a babysitter for my kids and then someone says that's not enough for me and then someone's coming back with details saying or that's too much for me and then saying you know um, yes, but here's why I'm going to do it. And, oh, here's what my you know neighbor and I are going to do. It's just nice to have that kind of a one-stop shop so that we can all come together, especially when we can't physically be together to talk talk through it. And then knowing that it's being shared up the chain, we're all within our own groups. Aaron and Rachel and I are, are shipping the the summaries up. And then to see it kind of trickle down or appear in feedback and higher level management summaries and emails and things like that, it's just reassuring to know that some of that's in there, but like Rachel said, maybe it wasn't all <laughs> fully understood. So we, we're providing that detail for them. Yeah. That's definitely where
0: you have to start, right? Is the, the reality of what the day-to-day looks like for, for the needs. And I, I heard someone speak recently about how right now the future of work is human in a way it's never been before because it has opened up so many conversations around the realities of what our life looks like and what we're all going through and you know clearly there's so many stories and studies i think what you're hearing internally really echoes what's happening across the landscape as parents try and navigate child care and feeding and shifting schedules and work and and you know hearing you all talk makes me really optimistic that it can be done in an organization in such a way that the conversation is authentic, it's valued, it's shared, and it actually becomes one of the the decision items or the action items that drives change in terms of what, what comes next or what happens. And I'm inspired by it. Hey friends, we want to take a quick break and remind you of all the places you can connect with us and this lovely pump spotting community. If you're a nursing, pumping, or new mom, or a seasoned mom who just wants to get back, hop on our app. If you're also working or you're part of a company that wants to support breastfeeding employees, then pump spotting at Work is for you. Find out more at
2: PumpSpotting.com. I keep encouraging my team and in the JSC parenting meetings as well that even though this is super hard, I think there's some things that are working better for people. And like NASA loves lessons learned. So like what are the lessons learned from this that we can take back when we do go back to new normal and we go back to work? What are the things that are working better that, you know, like more flexibility for parents is obviously a huge one that we can learn from this and keep doing or do better when we go back.
4: Mothers and parents need to be reassured that they're not alone in their experiences. And so Susan, what you said, you have more people chiming in when someone has stood up and voiced in a survey, Rachel, that you've put out. Yes, me too. I'm feeling that and this is how it is for my experience. Those conversations need to be opened up and what you're doing to make that possible really, really is integral to any of the change and the support system that you're creating. And so kudos to all of you. Can I ask, what what are things that you think other companies can do or even replicate from what you're doing in terms of parental support in the workplace?
1: When we had our, our visit from Minder, they brought along friends from Facebook and Google that had established parenting ERGs. And to hear them talk, I would have assumed that their ERGs or communities had been established years ago and they're so ahead of us. And surprisingly, it wasn't, it was more recent than I expected. So I think just basically making sure that something like this exists. I know, like I said, we have some resources, especially for lactation and things like that. There's documentation on how to navigate maternity leave and things like that. But I know, Erin, you've highlighted it a whole lot where. There's not a lot of consistent information and and you've got different representatives that you go to. So even just attempting to establish this one-stop shop where you can go and, and at least if you're wrong, someone can tell you, right? Oh, I just went through this. And no, that's not what they told me. And then maybe from that, we affect change. One of my concerns going into this, and I know sometimes I worry too much what other people think, but I didn't want it to seem like by inviting you guys and, and keeping moving forward and establishing the parenting community. I, I never want the perception to be like, oh, I'm a, I'm the parent that knows everything. I mean, I have young kids. We've got a few parents with high school age children or even on their way to college and have said, oh, I don't need to get involved. I'm like, yes, we want you there because the landscape was different for you. Um, we were trying to establish a conference room for one of our events. We got into some challenges. But then in talking to the woman that established it, she started telling me, about her experiences with a child 15, 20 years ago where she could bring her child to these important meetings and, um, you know, have these experiences where they might, right now, surprisingly, we, we aren't allowed to do. So it's just, it's all these different data points, again, that are important for, <laughs> to understand, but to make it more, um, I guess, palatable or, or understandable, it all feeds in, and but but until we come to a, so we gather or we document it and bring people together. I think it's there's just a lot of assumptions that goes on, or oh, it's not needed, or oh, this is just my issue. I don't need help. So the short answer is just kind of having a a place to communicate this and and document it and share so that all employees know that it's either going on. Um, we had I remember there was a mom that came on the bus. I wasn't down there the whole time. I didn't get to hear all the awesome stories, but there was one mother who started talking to us about daycare, and she had an assumption about the NASA daycare that she couldn't get in, or, and I think it was Erin and I were standing there, we said, no, this is how it works, and get on the list, but she might, I, I hope she signed up on the list, but she might not have got on the waiting list, had she not, I'd like to think, had she not, not talked to us, just kind of knowing that this isn't really how it works, or this is how it used to work, but here's what you can do now, kind of thing. I
2: think just having that community to to share, like that example that Susie gave or I found out through one of our parenting events that someone I know about her unique maternity leave story and the different options she used and how long she took off. And I just think when you hear that from other women or other parents, it empowers you to just even know that you have those options. So. I kind of feel as
0: though I'm getting emotional just seeing all your faces and thinking about this because it feels to like to watch the journey of what's taken place and the the movement that of the of your community and all that's continued since we've gone has just been really meaningful, I think, to all of us. And I'm we're so honored that we could have been there to, to have those conversations and to meet so many of your team and to see what that time together has given all of you. But I think, and I, you know, Lisa can weigh in on this, but I think it's, it's holds such a special place in my heart for what it also gave us because, in our minds to go to a place like NASA, that, you know, the, the, the pinnacle of innovation where I just think every employee who works there is amazing and to meet the women and all of you and see your passion and the way you work together. And I remember sitting in the room, you know, and hearing the story of uh, the flight director talking about breastfeeding and running things in space. And I just felt like so in awe of the ability of each woman, no matter what her role was. And I, and Susan, you'll remember the story, but for me, I was on the bus, I was traveling for pump spotting. so I was away from my family for so long and feeling really guilty about what did that mean to be a working mother chasing this and away from my own children. And I met, we ran into Karen Nyberg and she, she was talking about what it was like to be away from her family, you know, as an astronaut and and in motherhood. And I know this is a really long-winded way of saying, I just, there's such this beautiful movement that's happened all around for me personally, for us with pump spotting and what's moved forward and for what you're doing. And I just, I I want to say thank you for the start of all this and for continuing what you're doing. I just... I can't say enough how, how much it matters for the world and for everyone you're doing. And so thank you.
1: Well, thank you too, because we wouldn't, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure I would have gone out and said, Hey, I'm going to start a parenting community. <laughs> when I invited you to come, it was more just a, I, well, I wanted to experience i spotting and you guys, but again it's naturally organically just evolved into this beautiful thing but we couldn't have done it we needed something like you guys if i just said hey meet me in the cafeteria let's talk about breastfeeding i'm not really sure but there was a few passionate moms that showed up that that have become wonderful friends oh my gosh a couple of them um but at the same time i'm not sure they would have we would it would have evolved to to this extent or we would have been able to to work so closely with Rachel, or maybe eventually, but it just it, it we needed something like this to really enlighten and expose the need, and and just and having you know what's that basically what's that boob bust so out front at a few people like that I, ha- I wear your pin on my lanyard for my badge, and they're like oh that's you know, but it was a couple of male coworkers that weren't sure what what it was all about or maybe hesitated. It's like no no, no go jump on you've got or we ran into. Um, another astronaut whose wife had just had a child that was our first our coffee break in the morning and you guys had said we want to see we hope to see astronauts and we turn around and there he is and he had just had a baby and we were able to gift him you know just it's and now whenever I see and then we kept running into him no we're not tracking you down to learn more about and Karen is perfect timing her husband's about to launch on SpaceX the first American launch not a totally (laughs) ad for NASA but you know it's they're about to experience this again where he's going to be away. She'll be the only parent at home. Their son is older. Same thing with Bob and Megan. Their son is elementary school aged and she and Karen will be here parenting on their own until, you know, or or remotely (laughs) they'll Doug and Bob will parent. But um, I've seen a few articles where Bob is referencing um, the importance of the flight for his son too. I was going to share that with the parenting community this week. It's just nice that Again, it's like sound like a broken record, but it's universal. But to see it, and we—I swear that was meant to be—that we ran into all those people on the astronaut floor. We just went up there to look at, show you differences in lactation spaces. But there they all were, right there for us to to talk and and Karen, especially for you guys. So yeah, it's really cool. So well, it's my
4: as the giant boob bus made an impression on the NASA campus. NASA as an experience and each and every person that we were able to meet left such an impression on us. And so your journey has evolved and so has ours based on what we were able to talk about and take away from being on site with you. So just echoing the sentiment from Amy, thank you so much.
0: So, so before we wrap things up, we have to know, tell us what, what is your favorite part about working at NASA, tell us what you do that you love. Give us a little story. Give us a snippet. Let us live vicariously through each of you for a moment about what what you love about your your job and where you
4: work.
1: I've got a funny one. Um, so I do astronaut debriefs when the crew returns. The amazing Jessica Meir just got back, so she was one of the female spacewalkers. Yay! Recently, but she and I've known her forever. It's really cool. Like I feel like I'm, even though we deal with them all the time. I lived in the same apartment complex with her 20 years ago, and I'm obnoxious about how excited I am that she went and she's back but we were in a debrief yesterday morning early with our ISA counterparts and we were waiting to get started and um, somebody asked our Italian colleague how things were going and what it's like there with the COVID pandemic and everything and um, he talked some of the details but he said the toughest thing was teaching and parenting while working so it was very cool to hear him say you know, that same thing. And then there was a joke made about, well, you train astronauts. And he's like, yes, but you are a captive and motivated audience. And I have these these children running around. So besides the cool part of my job is getting to debrief and experience and hear all this information and try to share it kind of similar to what we're, I guess that's why I'm inclined to do this. It's similar to what I do on a regular basis, but it was, that was especially fun yesterday morning to just hear that same sentiment and all laugh and know that it's real everywhere. <laughs>
2: Mine's not really a NASA-y answer. I guess you could work anywhere and say this, but my favorite part now, especially, is the people. And I guess that's why I wanted to be a supervisor because I've had so many amazing mentors and managers along the way that helped me get to where I am that I want to be able to give back and provide that for people and help them get where they want to be in their career. And i also really like having interns because they are young and not jaded like us and like we had the cutest intern over i shouldn't call him cute because he's still an adult but he was so sweet and he um we do activity reports every week and his would always be like we got to see the saturn five today we got to hear rex walheim speak to us and he was an astronaut and that's so amazing and It just reminds you. Oh yeah, we work at NASA. That's really awesome, you know, because it it is a job still. And I don't get to talk to astronauts every day like Susie does, but just having that reminder that what we do is really awesome.
3: My answer, like Erin's, is going to be kind of different. So NASA, as you know, has gone through some really hard times where we have lost crew members and we've had accidents, and because of that, there's a culture of having really courageous conversations about, you know, I don't think that this should fly. I think this is dangerous and you could be the lowest level employee, but you need to have a voice in this conversation because it could save lives. Right. And so I think that's the part about NASA and its culture that I love the most is that people are given a voice. And to me talking about such a vulnerable time as nursing is like the ultimate courageous conversation in my opinion. And I wanna provide an example. So because of pump spotting, we then had a panel in February of this year. And I don't wanna name the names of who was involved, but there was an astronaut mom who was talking to an audience of people. And she did a great job explaining what it was like being an astronaut mom and all the experiences she had. And then the room opened up for questions and answers. And someone raised their hand and said that they had seen this astronaut mom in a meeting years ago. And the astronaut mom said, I need a break at 1030 because I need to go pump. And years later, when this other woman in the audience had her child, she had the confidence to ask for time to go pump because the astronaut mom had displayed that to her And then she raised her hand and told that story and we were all just crying. And, but that's such a, like a magical moment of connection. And I I mean, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I think all of this started because of pump spotting and because of your visit. So thank you for being here for us and for starting us on this journey. And I just want to give y'all a hug right now. And I can't.
0: I know it's this social distancing is just really hard, especially when, we get to see faces that mean so much to us so far away.
1: At that same event, we had a a mom who was on her way out on maternity leave at the pump spotting event. And her first day back was actually at the, the panel discussion. So she sent me a note afterwards saying how the pump spotting event was just what she needed going out. And then this event coming back in, especially on the day of, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm proud to say this, the speaker that spoke up on, understanding she could check out or or schedule her nursing time appropriately whatever however that sounds very formal but um that's that's one of my teammates too so I'd like to thank and you know we I had a very flexible schedule she actually works from home a lot but when she comes in she's got to juggle or was juggling nursing too so it's just nice all these lessons learned kind of help empower all of us but yeah like Rachel said you guys you brought it all here you brought it to the surface and now it's just growing beautifully yeah
4: Well, I have chills from all of the really cool stories and we will continue to think NASA is really cool as I sport my sweatpants and all of my gear here (laughs) forever. I will. Amy and I like to ask everyone to share some sort of uplift or quote or a shout out. What is it that you want to leave this pump spotting audience with? you've already given us so much. So don't discount that.
1: (laughs) I think I said earlier, I tend to kind of worry out there. I post a lot of pictures on Instagram. I like sharing, but then at the same time, as soon as I hit send, I worry or wonder what does it look like or what does it appear to mean to me? But I think just not being afraid to speak up or do what's right for your family or for your baby. Um, My middle daughter, we nursed the whole time. She refused a bottle. I had a lot of people tell me, ah, you should just make her take a bottle. Good luck with Lorelai. even now you can't make that child do much of anything she doesn't want to do. And now I you know it, it makes sense, but just it's it sounds cliche, but don't be afraid to speak up or start or try. Um with this with your visit, I started in the public affairs office because I thought surely they would want to broadcast this and say look what we're bringing. And it's not that they didn't, but you know that wasn't the right route. But it brought us to this other community with Rachel that just it's where we're supposed to be. So don't be afraid.
2: I guess mine would be to find your tribe, which not to sell ourselves too much, because that's what we're trying to help people do too. But I know that I could not be the mom I want to be without my Susie and my sister and my other friends in my mom tribe.
3: I'm just going to free will here because I've had this thought recently about how moms bring skills from home into the workplace that aren't recognized. And I think that we need to start shining a spotlight. And I think it needs to start in, in research and showing that these there are translatable skills. We know that. And we also know that most American women are moms and most work moms also work. And so we have this giant group of people, but we don't understand how these skills that they develop at home with children, time management, project management, negotiation, all of these things, you come back to the workplace and you're stronger because of it. And I don't think companies value it. And I think they should. And I think we also need to teach moms how to sell those skills to their employer. So I think understand that you bring this superpower to work and that there are people that see that in you. And we love that about you.
1: And that's why we love you, Rachel.
4: <laughs> you're <Yes>. mil-
0: amazing. <laughs> no thing. You're all amazing. I can't thank you enough for spending this time, for bringing your voices to our Pump Spot conversation, and just for all the work you're doing to inspire others. Just keep up the beautiful things, and we will be so excited to bring Barb and ourselves back to NASA in the very near future. the pump spotting podcast we'll be continuing the conversation and hanging out over on our app we hope you'll come by to share your story and thoughts and if you haven't already downloaded pump spotting it's quick and easy to set up your profile and join the community thank you so much for listening and thanks to our wonderful production team at pitchwire who partner with us to bring you these stories we'll see you next time and remember you are capable you are radiant and you are not alone